You're listening to Earshot from WXXI News. I'm Veronica Volk. This week, a center for teens in Rochester is to be named after two of the most recognizable community organizers. What a glorious task we are given to continually try to improve this great nation of ours. That's coming up on your local news podcast, Earshot. Hi, this is Megan Mack from WXXI. And if you're enjoying Earshot, subscribe to our other podcast, Connections with Evan Dawson. Catch up on discussions about current events, arts, politics, and interesting people. Subscribe to Connections with Evan Dawson wherever you find your podcasts. Back in October, my colleague Brian Sharp did a story on a new center being built to house the nonprofit Teen Empowerment on Genesee Street in Rochester. The new facility would give the kids access to more space to gather for things like open mic nights or community meetings. It would have study areas and even a recording studio. Construction hasn't started yet, but Brian recently found out about a pretty significant update to the plan. The nonprofit has secured a major donor, and the facility has a name. He has this story. One, two, three, let's do this. It's a Tuesday evening, and about a dozen kids have gathered inside a cramped, former drapery and fabric shop on Genesee Street. It's home to Teen Empowerment, or TE for short. The nonprofit hires city kids as youth organizers to work in the neighborhoods where they live. This is the next class, and they're playing a team building game. There are a lot of newcomers to the group tonight, but some alumni too, like Shania Ruth, who's home from college. She got hooked on teen empowerment in high school and now is studying to be a lawyer. I noticed my best friend, she was, you know, into activism and, you know, just speaking out on behalf of the community and stuff. And it kind of just caught my eye a little bit. So I was just like, let me see what T is about. And then, um, I don't know, like my first year, my first month, I fell in love with it and I've been affiliated ever since. The interest in community organizing and law is fitting for what's to come. The new Teen Empowerment Building would rise on a couple of vacant lots across the street. TE's director, Doug Ackley, sees something symbolic in that. We watched this divestment take place right where young people walk by every day, houses being abandoned and then burned out and then vacant lots emerged. And they speak very passionately about what that does to their psyche, their mental state, their hope. You see what economic disparity produces and oftentimes it's hopelessness and that can take hold and be very powerful. On the other side of that, hope can be very powerful. To design and build a new building is going to cost more than $4 million. That's a lot of money to raise for a relatively small, low-budget nonprofit. Enter Andy Nahas, financial analyst, philanthropist, a 63-year-old Brighton native who is not your typical benefactor. I want to make as much money as I can in the stock market without hurting anybody. And then use the profits that we make to support um, the important causes. Ask him about his causes and he will string together a list that runs from the homeless to refugees, foster kids to the elderly. So in terms of what I, what I look for is, is helping folks who can't help themselves or who have trouble helping themselves. When Teen Empowerment went looking for a naming rights level donor, he was ready. It's just like a, like a song or a book title. You know, Teen Empowerment's impactful. Having the new building will be impactful. 
But if you give it the right title, it becomes even more impactful. And the Andy Nahas Youth Center was not it, especially not among a group of predominantly black teenagers. So he made a list of who he thought might be inspiring to them. Atop the list was Barack and Michelle Obama. The single most powerful word in our democracy is the word we. Nahas points to their history of community organizing and service, their professional achievements. He says both are good role models, and the both part is key, to have a man and a woman who are known and still visible, not relegated to the history books. What a glorious task we are given to continually try to improve this great nation of ours. Ackley says all this fits with what the organization is trying to achieve, a community focus, one grounded in history, but setting a path forward. As we expand as an organization and have multiple sites, uh, which we hope to in the next couple of years, have three teen empowerment sites, this will be the convening spot for all those three sites where they can come together, gain power from each other, and then take greater citywide action. So I think for us, it is really a transformative moment. And I think young people are gonna be so excited. Nahas's donation helped push teen empowerment to the midway point of their fundraising, but it was conditional. The building had to be named for the Obamas, and that took some work. But Ackley says the Nahas donation gave the project credibility as they seek further community support. And it's that community investment, more gathering space as teen empowerment expands citywide, with study areas and a recording studio that has Shania Ruth and others excited. After all, Ruth was 12 years old when the Obamas left the White House. She knows them and their story, told their names would be on the building. Her main concern was that the name Teen Empowerment would be there too. Me personally, the person, the people that inspire me is my parents and, you know, TE and you just being here. This is, this inspires me. Brian Sharp is the economic and business development reporter for WXXI News. And that's it for Earshot. Subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes in your feed every Friday. Find even more local news on our website, wxxinews.org. Music this week from Blue Dot Sessions and Poddington Bear. I'm Veronica Volk. Thanks for listening. This program is a production of member-supported WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.